0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we have a lighter and shorter story for Virtual Legality, but I think it's an important one. It's a story about Apex Legends, as you can see on your screen, but also about sensitivity, journalism, the video game industry, marketing, and more. Oh, and including in that more, Titanfall 2. Now, to get started talking about this, we have to talk about An article that Polygon put up just a few days ago about a trailer of all things, really a short form video about Apex Legends, or more specifically about a character that was going to be brought to Apex Legends. The article was entitled, Apex Legends animated short shows off new character, a Titan pilot called Valkyrie. Meet Valkyrie, or maybe just Valk. Seems hard to believe that an article like this could cause any amount of controversy, and yet... Here we are, we scroll through a little bit. The details don't matter for our video right now, but they matter very much to the people that were involved. As we can see at the bottom of this article, which says update, this article was updated to correct relevant Titanfall 2 lore. So while summarizing the contents of this video and just basically putting out a short stub form article to tell people that this video exists, they got some of the details wrong. In fact, if we go and we look at the comments, because we can't see the update in this version, we can see the complaints that people had about this particular reporting. Apparently, it originally said the animated short follows the story of Valkyrie, a pilot searching for a way into the Apex Games. As we find out, her father was once the pilot of a North Star-class Titan, but died, possibly, in the Apex Games himself. Whatever the cause of death, Valkyrie blames Titanfall 2 antagonist Kuban Blisk, who knew Valkyrie and her father when she was a child known as Viper. To which Wongo 2 commented, responded with, Ugh, sorry to be that guy, but I have to be that guy. Viper was one of the many mercenary characters that you as player character Jack Cooper killed in Titanfall 2 in a particularly awesome and memorable boss battle. Who could imagine forgetting names like Jack Cooper and Viper? But I digress. And then for God's sakes, can you all please put someone on Apex articles that actually knows literally anything about it, etc., etc., angry commenters said, hey, you got this wrong, and that kind of thing does happen. I don't think that anybody in particular has to be overly excited about the lore of Apex Legends or Titanfall 2, but if you're going to write an article about Apex Legends or Titanfall 2, it is worthy of expectation that you'll get it right. And Polygon's a news source and should do the research necessary to do these things or avoid sentences that imply certain facts that can be proven to be false. A little bit more surprisingly was after Polygon put this up on Twitter, put this article up on Twitter, Respawn, developers of Titanfall 2 and Apex Legends themselves actually went out with a tweet calling out Polygon. In this tweet, they said, hmm, we suggest you check your sources. Here's a great place to start with a link to the Titanfall 2 Steam page so that Polygon and its writers could purchase it and get acquainted with their many and varied pieces of lore. And I don't mean to disparage Titanfall 2. A lot of people really love that game. Bounced off me a little bit, probably bounced off or was never played by the Polygon writer in question here, but it's a bit of an unusual move you go out there you're working not together necessarily but you have a symbiotic relationship with games journalism you want them to cover your stuff and you go out there just a little bit snarky this is hardly a call out this isn't emotional manipulation which we will discuss as part of this video but you didn't go behind the scenes and say hey you got that wrong could you correct this you didn't call up the people that you know at polygon you did, however, call them out publicly with a dose of snark. And this didn't go over too terribly well with a number of people. Yeah, that'll show them. These are the people you really want to be associated with, Respawn. This is really disappointing. Why not reach out to the outlet and let them know that they made a mistake, etc., etc., etc. And they've got defenders as well that say, hey, Polygon did make a mistake. But at the end of the day, what we're talking about is lore from a video game that was misreported, ultimately got corrected, probably due to publicity like this, and Respawn, that's selling a Battle Royale game, getting very, very excited, very sensitive about little pieces of that lore being misreported. Now, Respawn and Titanfall and Apex Legends aren't the first to try to use Twitter and social media in general in this way. In fact, we were just seeing a couple of weeks ago, Stakem's company, is reported here in Newsweek, calling out Neil deGrasse Tyson for saying that science is true and saying, log off, bro, and being very animated about these things because that's a way to market your company. Stakeums company Twitter account took the social media platform on Monday to disagree with astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson over his comments that science is based in truth. He actually said science is true, but, you know, I digress on that as well. And Stakeums and other brands are well known for this, going out there, being a little bit snarky, trying to attach their brand, quote unquote, goodwill by being off the wall on social media and on Twitter twitter in and of itself is generally a place that's a little bit more freewheeling the journalists polygon other folks go out there and make snarky comments at each other in fact it's one of the reasons that a number of people that i know stay away from twitter because it is this kind of cynical pit of irony and self-realization in a way that doesn't match up with your brand names or brand objectives just in order to get followers to get people to talk about what you are saying and i think if I were to guess behind the scenes at the community manager, or whoever's in charge of the Respawn account here, they were thinking that this would be the best way to get out a little Titanfall 2 ad. Hey, Polygon, you got that wrong. Let's clear it up for you. Trying to deliver something with a tone that probably was intended to sound a little bit more friendly than this. But just as they were sensitive about their lore in their Battle Royale game, Polygon and a number of other journalists in these threads were very sensitive about getting called out by Respawn. Bringing me to Chris Plant, the editor-in-chief of Polygon, who put out a tweet that says the following, I hoped that official developer accounts negging people because they don't know every piece of video game lore would die out post-gamergate, but I'm not surprised we still see this shit. Now... I just talked about Respawn being too sensitive, maybe missing the mark in terms of hitting the right sarcasm quotient for Twitter, but this is that on the other side of the equation. You reported some things wrong in Polygon, you corrected it, you got called out by the people that know this lore uh, better than your writer did, and now you go out there on Twitter publicly. And claim that it's emotional manipulation, that it's emotional abuse. Negging is a concept that's associated with emotional abuse. That Respawn saying check your sources publicly on Twitter is trying to emotionally abuse Polygon. And then relating this concept to Gamergate. And look, we've talked about journalism outlets in virtual legality. We've talked about Gamergate. We've talked about ethics in gaming journalism and censorship and all these various things. It wasn't a part of Gamergate. I know enough to be dangerous because so many different people tell me so many different things about that movement on a regular basis. But it's worthwhile to note that not everything is Gamergate. This is a developer saying, hey, you got some things wrong. Probably missed the mark on tone a little bit. Maybe the best move is to say, Ah, yeah, you got us, we got that one wrong, we'll fix it right up and move on with your day. But they don't elect to do that. They instead say, hey, we're gonna make this about emotional manipulation. We're gonna say, we're gonna drag Respawn now, just like they dragged us. And this isn't a great way to live and this is why people avoid Twitter. But Chris continues, seeing a Respawn writer and even folks from games media tagging in is so embarrassing. Luke Plunkett, so exhausting that this still happens. And then what I wanted to talk about as part of this that I think is really important is this. This is a tweet from a Twitter user by the name of Moriboshi Dan, who says, I don't know, bro. I like Polygon, but it's not just people. They're negging an article from a games journalism site for reporting wrong, misleading, incomplete info. I think journalists deserve criticism if they get things wrong. Chris says, I agree with this broadly, but... I also think there's a difference between reporting newsworthy facts and trying to summarize video game lore so that you can inform people about a trailer they will enjoy. Seems deeply weird for a dev to be snide when you're sharing their game. There's a couple of things to break down here. A couple of things that I don't think are right and one that I think is very much right. The first couple of things relate to this newsworthy newsworthy concept. Fun word to say. And that's that... Hey, if you don't think something is newsworthy, why are you putting it on your news site? Yeah, you're saying it's just a trailer. You're just summarizing game lore for helping people to enjoy a trailer that you're putting up there, but it's essentially an admission that what you're doing is not terribly worthy of news and not terribly worthy of what people are interested in. Worse, the second point is that that reflects negatively on the rest of your publication, right? If you are looking at some of these things that you're putting up there, how am I to know when you think you're reporting newsworthy facts, whether you're just having a laugh? And if I don't know that, how am I supposed to know when you're actually doing the background checking, the source checking, the things that I expect of a journalistic outlet, when I don't know whether you think you're serious about one article or another. So I think it's myopic in terms of an editor-in-chief's role to go out there in public with a tweet that says, hey, you know, this was just a trailer article, and so we didn't check it, and it's not really fair. It's different from reporting newsworthy facts. Maybe but also maybe not. Now the thing I think he gets exactly right is seems deeply weird for a dev to be snide when you're sharing their game. In fact, going back to Stakem, Stakem's is very clear about what they're doing. As you could see on Twitter, obligatory thread to remind people that we're a brand selling products. So everything we do is based in self-interest to grow our business, Stakem bless. That's right, people being controversial, brands being controversial, people doing things, people making political contributions or statements, Companies doing these things for the purpose of getting you to notice them and for you to feel things about them are doing it to sell products. And that is inclusive of Respawn. Respawn wants to sell more copies of Titanfall 2. Wants to sell more copies of the things you can buy in Apex Legends. Wants to just be generally out there marketing their goods and services so that you buy them. So the actual calculation from a business perspective here has to be from Respawn's side of things, we think that this is more effective marketing than going and asking Polygon to change its article. But if you're Respawn, and this is where I think I really disagree with what they did here, this article that Polygon's editor-in-chief says wasn't newsworthy is an advertisement for your game. And so I agree with the folks that say, hey, maybe you shouldn't call them out that way from a business perspective, Because that oversensitivity to a sentence or two of your lore from a game years ago that didn't sell very well is making bridges burn with journalistic outlets that otherwise are putting up your trailers for however many views they get and talking about your stuff. And so you get to the end of this. You get to the end of this story. The reason I wanted to talk about this at all is because I think we're likely to see more and more of this kind of clash. And we've already started to see it, right? As businesses start to use influencers more, as people start to send me emails to advertise video games that I've never played and I won't do. As you get into instances where game developers want to be snarky, where they want to try to attract interest by participating in the social media landscape of Steakums and Wendy's and everybody else, you're going to start to get more and more of these clashes, and I don't really think that's good for anybody. Do I think Polygon needs to put a trailer and an article up for a game? No, but I also don't think that those game developers need to be so sensitive about their lore. The last thing I will leave you with, of course, is that Respawn isn't just Respawn. They are taking steps as part of Electronic Arts that could hurt Electronic Arts' relationship with Polygon or with others. And so those are things that have to be kept in mind as well. Now, Polygon needs that content too, which is why you get a symbiotic relationship between the pair. But at the end of the day, I think this is the kind of thing that should be of interest to you if you're interested in marketing, if you're interested in the industry, because what really appears to be the story to me is that. Respawn is overly sensitive about its lore. Polygon is overly sensitive about its mistakes. And I think the industry could be well-deserved to have a little bit less sensitivity all around. This has been Virtual Legality for today. If you enjoy talking about the business and law of video games, music, movies, television, and pop culture, please consider supporting the channel. We've got the links up here and in the description to the video. Or if you could just subscribe, ring the bell, leave comments to the videos. YouTube loves that. And tell your friends that we're here. All of those steps are very much appreciated. If you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality.